Is is that it up there? Is is this it? I, I don't know, man. We're just going to have to find out. Whoa. Holy shit, dude. Violent towards his junk, but... No, 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 don't do that. You're going to have a problem with strawberries when you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing this as a child. Butthole. <laughs> you think I'm ugly. You're a little ugly. I disagree. I have a reason to live. Okay, cool. This is good. I guess this is just shit. My life is just shit. This shit ain't cooked. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay because there's a grape under my fridge. <laughs> Bitch, you can't do this without me. And she goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, pig. What does it sound like? Anyway, back to the fun. Fucking roasted. These two, of course, he's not a What the fuck is going on here? I gotta go tug it. We're gonna go tug it, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, so do, do you want to know what's... Uh, well, considering, yeah, like, you can't just, uh, you know, start with being like, I got a story to tell on the podcast about my son. I was like, okay, cool, you know, that can wait till, you know, like, we kind of get into it or whatever. Then you're like, it involves strawberries in his butthole, and, like, <laughs> I'm totally interested now. I probably, yeah, I gave you too much information. Wait, like you could you should have just been like, it involves strawberries, and I would have been like, oh, okay, we can save that for later, but no, I need to know now. Okay. Well, just, I mean, know that it's not anything, like, risque. It's, it, it's Well, I not, sure hope not. I mean, you're going to deal with, I assume, some other, like, fruit-related genitalia incident with your daughter at some point in her lifespan, so... Again, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will. It'll happen. I come home and sniff a cucumber. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so my, uh... My toddler, my son, my youngest, he, uh... He was eating strawberries, and he was naked. And he also has an obsession with, like, viciously tugging on his dick. <laughs> you know, like, the family guy bit of, like, Michael Jackson, like, beating the shit out of his cock on stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, machine gunning it? Like, if my kid could get a hold of a gun, the first thing he would shoot is his own penis. Because <laughs> like, I don't know why he's so, like, attached to just, like, being violent towards his junk. Because but... he's a kid man and right now it doesn't do anything for him like, he just he's not getting pulls, anything he stretches that shit out <laughs> like it's fucking silly putty <laughs> and like his balls haven't dropped obviously so he, he just plays with his sack and, like, <laughs> and he doesn't know it like he just it's fun for he's him curious yeah. bro he just you know i don't remember who had the old bit about it either but it's like if you're not uh, maybe it was louis ck who you know people have feelings about him now but whatever can we even mention him on the podcast without getting sued? I mean, I'll save it for later, but I, I love Louie, regardless <laughs> of what happened. Like, I think he's one of the greatest comedians that's agreed of, of this generation, at least. Um, anyway. So your son is naked eating strawberries. Yeah. So there's, tugging there's on a, his penis. There, there's the bit, the, uh, Louis C.K. had the bit about, like, if God didn't want you to masturbate, then why would he put your hands, like, right there? Like, your arm length is, like... You you're at dick level. Like your hand just rests there Does naturally. My hand. Hold on, I'm gonna check. Put pick your shoulders up a little bit. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. Hold on, hold on. Let me you're you're like, slouching a little. I am slouching a little. Hold on, I'm gonna actually like stand up properly. I can put the microphone up here too. Cool. Okay. So then just move my. Oh. It it goes right for your and when if you're I sitting. My, if I put my shoulders like straight and then just like like I'm looking forward and not like look down and slouch my arms. 
Even if I slouch a little bit, though, like, my hand is still, like, over my dick, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I, okay, okay. So, my point with that is, like, it, you're going to play with your dick because it's there, especially as, like, a two-year-old. And right. he just wants to fidget with something all day, and it's, like, that's where the hand natu- naturally falls anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's just always beating the shit out of his penis. And uh, he was eating strawberries while also doing that with the other hand. And then he takes a bite of the strawberry he's got, holding it by, like, the green leaf part, all, like, fan- like a little two-year-old, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's playing with his junk with the other hand, and then he just, his other hand falls down with, the, like, the bitten off, freshly, like, the, the juicy part of the strawberry, and he puts it under his balls <laughs> and rubs that <laughs> bit of it around. <laughs> And my reaction, because Crystal and I are sitting on the couch, like watching him, and we see, we both see him do it, and we're like, "No, no, 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 don't do that!" And he thinks that's funny, so then he proceeds to like do it more, and I'm like, "So I, I'm like, get that away from your, your, <laughs> your balls and your butthole." And then he hears butthole, and is like, "I didn't even think of that." <laughs> <laughs> so then he puts it directly on his asshole. <laughs> He's like, "Eat that." <laughs> And then we're both like, gross, gross, don't eat that strawberry. He's like, so has anybody thinks... got any sugar? <laughs> <laughs> so he he sees our reaction. We're both like, God damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks that's even funnier and then proceeds to raise the strawberry up and run at my wife with it like he's going to make her eat it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and we're both like, stop, 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 stop. So now your wife's like running away terrified. And so every time you try to like explain to him like don't do this, it involves like another term to a 2-year-old that's like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so he's losing it and just, we're trying to like calm him down and he just keeps getting like more and more stoked on it. And we're like just fucking you're going to have a problem with strawberries when you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> like we ruined you because we did all the wrong things. What are you supposed to do in that situation? I don't know. Your kid, don't okay, react first like that. First of all, don't let your kid just sit there and eat food naked. Nah, like, they're he always naked. He shouldn't they're be always... tugging on his penis and eating a strawberry at the same time, okay? That's just not okay. It's a hilarious if image now that, that you put it that way listen, to me. If that's something that you want to do when you get older, you know, and like that's just something that you're at, like whatever you know like in the bedroom you like <laughs> wait eat, what eating fruit and stuff like that like if that's what you want to do cool but as a two-year-old man put some fucking clothes on all right and it wasn't sexual at all i it know it's not second. sexual but it's gonna become a sexual thing when he gets older for sure that dude is gonna love like taking a bite of a strawberry and then rubbing it on like some girl's butt and then, like eating that you know i mean what's wrong you be that? like i remember doing this as a child or he might not even remember it. It's just like no, nah, probably not. I'm just being. It's stupid. like <laughs> imprinted on him from a young age, though. Like he's not gonna know why he loves strawberries so fucking much, but he loves them. He's like, man, I just love strawberries. You're gonna be like, son, sit down. <laughs> I have something to tell you, son. We've been trying to keep this a secret for a long time, and uh... he's like, am I adopted? You're like, no, you just shoved a strawberry up your butt. The strawberry thing has gotten out of control, and uh, we decided we needed to sit you down and have an intervention. I mean, even you've even got strawberry wallpaper, son. Oh, you yeah. You don't see a problem with that? That's an issue. That's an issue. You've got strawberry shortcake dolls everywhere. <laughs> it's not even like strawberries. It's just strawberry related. I, th- <laughs> I ruined my son, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny too. <laughs> no way. 
Okay. All right. So you're going to have to deal with stuff like that. Because kids like being naked. That's going to be super interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've told you the stuff Avi's done to me before, too. Yeah. Where, like, she thinks buttholes are hilarious. So she'll just, like, lay on the ground, put her legs up in the air, spread (laughs) her cheeks, and go, butthole. (laughs) I'm like, stop it. Stop. That's enough. That is enough. Stop it. That is enough. I don't need to see it. It's for you and you alone. I've changed enough of your diapers to know that it's there, okay? I already know what it looks like. Stop. (laughs) She's like, well, you haven't seen it in the past five minutes, so (laughs) butthole. Like, I'm not gaining anything from this. No new info. Put your butthole away and put your clothes back on. (laughs) It's bad, dude. Oh, God. I, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> My poor wife's mother and... They, they walked in on that. Walked in on that story. <laughs> They're going to think less of me now. Um, not that they thought that much of you before. I know. I don't... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't portray very well. I don't project a, a, a glowing aura. <laughs> You look like skateboard Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have a glowing aura to you. I was attracted to you when I first saw you. So oh, I right. think that you do kind of have an aura around you. Yeah. I mean, I just thought you were hot, and that might just be the only <laughs> thing. But regardless, you know, you get my point. I don't know. I get random people that just talk to me out of nowhere, like just people tripping in the streets, stories I've told you about that, or just yeah. like random people at gas. Like people just walk up to me like I'm like, you're an approachable guy. I guess. I don't, because th- like inside, I don't feel that way. But on the outside, I guess I'm just like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> I also feel like, like with me, I feel like I have a resting angry face. Yeah. You know? Kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I know I do. Especially while you're driving. Really? Yeah. When you're focused, you kind of just go, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I don't it's just my face. Most of the time, I'm not like angry either, but I guess I just kind of have that face. Maybe, okay, one of the things I wanted to get into was at the job site that I work at right now, I'm not going to give like a specific away, but I work at like a corporate office. I'm like a construction worker now, and so I've got like a neon shirt on, you know, I'm wearing boots, and I've got a hard hat on, so like you know I'm a construction worker, right? But when I'm walking like through the halls and stuff, like... Women especially don't look at me at all. Hmm. Like, they do not make eye contact with me. They don't fucking glance at me. Like, they will specifically, like, look at the ground or, like, look the opposite direction. Like, somebody could be talking to them. Like, like they'll be on, like, the person will be on their left and they'll be, like, talking to them. And then when I go to go walk by them or even other construction workers, they'll turn their head the other way. And, like, specifically look away from us or, like, look down at the ground. Yeah. I do kind of get it, though. I, what do you think it is? I know what it is. You know what it is? I know exactly what it is. Because I have a theory, but I'm curious what... The whole, like, catcalling thing, like, yeah. stereotype. Oh, I didn't even think of that. But it's not, a, it's not like catcalling. They just stare. And so, like... And it's just that. So that you're just stary- in the uniform of I'm a creepy guy. Basically, yeah. Damn. And I'm not at all. Like, I okay, 
I look at the menu, but I'm not going to fucking order anything. And I'm also not a fucking creep about it <laughs> That's a creepy guy thing to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't stare at the menu too long, okay? Okay. I take a glimpse, and then I look away and go back to what I'm doing, okay? I okay. appreciate the art around me, but I don't fucking loathe over it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't go home and fucking think about all the people that I've seen the world is the day. full of beauty, and I'd be wasting it to not look. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's but fair. again, I'm not gonna fucking, you know, loathe over all this shit. Yeah. So, I kind of get it. And even talking to some of the people that I work with, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. see where it comes from now. Yeah. I see why women don't <laughs> fucking look at me at all. Super problematic dudes. And, but I, I just wanna like, Stop them and be like, I'm not a creep. But then that's being a creep. That's worse, yeah. That's so <laughs> worse. That's so so I just try and be like nice, you know, like um you know, I go in and out of doors all the times and you know, sometimes I'll hold the door open for somebody and you know, I if you know, they'll be like, Thank you and I'll just be like, You're welcome and then move on with my day. Like I don't do anything or say anything kinda creepy. Like yeah. I try and just keep my eyes looking looking forward too. Like I've realized that they if they can, like, see me kind of looking at them from a distance, then they'll specifically, like, look down at the ground and not look at me. So I just try and, like, keep my face forward and just not, like, get a glimpse if I can. If not, just keep your fucking face forward. Because yeah. I don't want to be, like, even that just much creepier to you. Like, where it is that that moment where, like, I might, you know, look at you for a second and it's the same moment that you look at me and then we lock eyes and then now you know that I've been looking at you and, like... Then you feel that creepy vibe. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So if <laughs> yeah. I just look forward and just stare forward and act like I'm looking at something in front of me and act like I don't even acknowledge them at all, maybe it gives them a little bit more security. Yeah, but does that make you feel awkward while you're doing that? Because you um, have to actively like try not to look at people. Yes and no. Um, yes, because I'm a people watcher in yeah. the first place. I like looking at people. I don't want to be that like weird person that doesn't interact with people i like interacting with people i like having conversations with people um and no because i have that resting angry face oh yeah so So, like i just put that face on yeah and then walk forward and people think that i have like a job to do and i mean i'm there to do a fucking job so like i'm not there to fucking i don't work for this company i work for a construction company that just happens to be renovating this corporate office yeah so i'm there to do a job and so i'm gonna focus on that and do that and make myself not approachable i guess yeah because i'm not there to be approached and it's better than the alternative of somebody thinking that you're gonna like sexualize them as they walk by exactly exactly so it is kind of this like dilemma for me to feel to to still enjoy you know my life and just who i am as a person while also trying to not um unnerve anybody else right and make them feel comfortable around me that they could like if they had an issue or something they could walk up to me and be like hey you know just wanted to know i mean there have been people that talk to me um there was an issue with one of the staircases and this guy came up to me and was like uh do you know who uh worked on this staircase? And I was like, no, nah, I just started working here. He's like, oh, well, the railing is um like falling off. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'll tell one of my bosses. Come to find out, this staircase is a million dollars. Holy shit. It's literally just a staircase that goes from the 
the second floor like down to the first floor. Yeah, staircases are expensive because like as you go up, it's a lot more material that they actually have to build with. Million dollars though, yeah. buddy. I mean, this Concrete's is like expensive, dude. It's not concrete. Is it marble though. or something? It's fucking wood. Oh, and what's steel? F- Wait, okay. and glass. So it shouldn't be that expensive. Oh, well, okay. He said that each one of the wooden steps was twenty thousand dollars. Why? Because of the engineering of it, or like? I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's insane. Because <laughs> it's a, it's in the middle of the common area. It's not yeah. like attached to a wall or anything. Like it's straight in the middle of the thing, and there's nothing below it either. Like there's no like pole that goes up in yeah. the middle of like the staircase. It's... Some Columbus architecture nerd knows exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. But yeah, I might. <sighs> I just fucking keep to myself most of the time yeah. at my job, especially like uh, some of the guys started talking about like God and mm. how uh, he was like, oh, this one guy I was talking to um, was saying that like the Vikings gods were like the first gods. And then they like were talking to this dude that I was working with. And so like he like kind of walked over there and like God, you know, started talking to him and he was like, no, the, the like. God is the God, you know. He created the other gods. Like, Wait. he is the end all be all. <laughs> like, he was like, he, Christian God created the Vikings God. He's like, there is other gods out there. Like, <laughs> you know that the devil is a god, but God created all the other gods. Do like, you smell god burning is, toast? Because I'm having I, a stroke. <laughs> listen, I literally just, I was like, because I was like listening to the conversation a little bit, and then they got to that part, I was like, this is not my conversation, <laughs> and turned around and went back to working, was like, I am not a part of this, I'm not even going to get into this. No need to join in. <laughs> I wanted to be like, well, I'm an atheist, what do you guys think? And that was not the way to go. Not the way to go at all. Yeah. I just kept my mouth shut and went back to work. Yeah, that probably wouldn't have gone over well. Mm-mm. And it's going to cause more problems for you working with them in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh... you could tell that they're like <laughs> hardcore Christians, like God believers, like probably go to church yeah. every Sunday. And like, you're going to run into that, not, that line of work, like that blue collar. Like, there's a lot of that. And in, the, in that workforce. And you know what? I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I, I'm just going to stick to myself. If anybody asks me, like, what my religious beliefs are, I'm going to be like, this is not the time and place for it. Well, my boss said, uh, you know, we'll get more work done if we just talk about work things. Yeah, that's and not wrong. You know what? <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. You are not I, wrong, I got you. Because yeah. I was trying to tell him about like my home life and shit like that, and he was just being funny, but I I took that and was like, I'm going to run with it. I mean, he said it for a reason, even if it was just a joke, you know? Like, I mean... It's the type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you what my theory was on why, like... Oh, Yeah. So, you think I, I'm ugly? No, I was just being really cynical about it, but you're a little ugly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It's okay. I still love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, don't cry. Somebody thinks you're pretty. Well, obviously, I'm married. <laughs> nah, she just married me for my money. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to Crystal one time, and she was like, yeah, what fucking money? <laughs> <laughs> what are you oh, talking God. about? Yeah, so I had a more cynical theory about it. I just, uh, I immediately went to, like, the super negative, like, it's classism. Like, you're working in a corporate environment, and you're a I construction I did think dude. about that, too, actually. Yeah. I did think about that, too. 
that like maybe they're just looking down on you. I'm just a piece of dirt, yeah. basically, because I'm working in the construction, even though I make hella good money. Yeah, it's like don't talk to the orderlies type thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Nah, I and I feel like they they might probably think that way, but if they really knew like how much I make, I probably I, at the end of the year and like with everything, I could make potentially more than some of these people. Yeah, not some of the like high end people, but I could make just just the same amount, if not more, than some of these people. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, this is me being more cynical again, but like, it's not always the the money too. It's more just like the environment of like I work this cushy office job versus like you work with your hands. And some people have this weird mentality about it where it's like I I'm somehow it. better. Yeah, I, I think fucking love it, man. It develops you as a better person having those experiences and like you've worked with your hands and you know what that's like. So I think it, it's I mean, good overall to have a well rounded life. Even going from, like, working in the restaurant to, like, construction, like, the restaurant, it was the same thing, like, every day. It's the same food, like, the same area that I work in every single day. I'm constantly cleaning up and, like, setting up and tearing down the same thing every single day. But with, you know, working where I work now, I'm constantly moving around, and it's a quarter-mile building by, like, almost a quarter-mile, like, wide. So, like, I get my fucking steps in, but I'm, and I, like, help take out trash <laughs> and stuff like that and, like, clean up cer- certain areas. And then, like, I was uh, pouring concrete the other day. Nice. Um, did over 2,000 pounds, like, lifted o- oh. over 2,000 pounds of oh, concrete. Yeah, those bags suck. <laughs> there was two pallets. Each had 16 bags on them, and <sighs> each bag was 80 pounds. Dude, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the guy that I was working with is 63 years old. Yeah. So... We didn't want him to like to like lift up the bag, so I did all the lifting and stuff like that, and was like, and he was kind of teaching me, and um, but I I it keeps my mind busy, like it it keeps I'm doing different things and I'm working with my hands in a different way, like I might I might have been creating food, but again when you do it the same thing all day every day, like there's not really a way to like perfect it. I mean there is, but like it's different like I, it's the same fucking food you know yeah. like I, I all i have to do is make this once i make it perfect that one time i can do it again and again and again and again and again you know right and it's not like you're like jiro dreams of sushi or some shit either it's like mm-hmm. a corporate chain right like, yeah but with this like even doing the concrete each hole was different you know and so i had to maneuver things and figure out how to pour the concrete in there to make it work and all this other shit the guy that I was working with actually stopped at one point and was like, because we, you know, I'd kind of gotten to talking. I told him about, like, why I got the job and stuff like that. And, like, later on, he was like, man, I I really like you. He's like, I can tell that you're a, you're a family man and that, you know, you really take pride in what you do and that you got a good work ethic. He was like, I'm proud of you. I was like, holy, like, I almost started, like, tearing up. <laughs> I was like, you don't even fucking know me. Like, I might have told you a little bit about, like, why I'm doing this and shit like that. But, like, just from him seeing, like, how I worked and, yeah. like, how I acted and shit like that. Like, he told me that he was proud of me. And, like, that shit hit me so hard. <laughs> like, It's re- weird when, like, somebody you barely know tells you they're proud of you and that, like, somehow is it hits you harder because you're, like... That means a lot coming from you for some reason. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, but this dude is, he did concrete for like 30 years. Yeah. And he was like, so did you ever pour concrete before? And I was like, no, this is my first time. 
I was like, you wouldn't believe it, would you? And he was like, no. <laughs> He's like, no. I was like, I'm just a quick learner, man. I just, you know, I I try my best at everything. He's like, I can tell. Yeah, pouring like, concrete sucks, dude. Do you remember the the porch at the barn, the one out front where we had the, the swing and everything? Yeah. We we did that ourselves. And oh, had, no we, shit. Yeah, so, like, I was there par- carrying the bags and mixing the shit. Mm-hmm. And get the fucking truck there, and that messed up the whole pavement and everything. We had to redo that afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not fun to work with concrete. Shit's heavy. Yeah. Sucked. But I enjoyed it, though. I really did. No, like I said earlier, it's like, it's a good, it might suck while you're doing it, but it's a good experience overall. That fucking paycheck, too, buddy. Yeah. I tell you what. Woo, buddy. Yeah. Way better than the restaurant game. Oh, my God. (laughs) It would take me three weeks of working in the restaurant industry, of working like a full 40 hours, three weeks, okay? Yeah. To make what I made in a week working for this construction i had to quit smoking weed so i took you know i had to sacrifice some things in order to get this but hey you're saving money on that too it's so <laughs> worth it dude so fucking worth. i i enjoy what i do at least on the site that i'm on now and i feel good like my energy is back like you know like i said for the first couple weeks and stuff like my anger was a little off. I was getting irritated easily. I didn't really have any energy. I still didn't want to eat. And then, dude, I eat a lot more than I do than I did now. Like I'm constantly hungry. Like yeah. constantly ready ready to eat something. That so, makes like, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah. Also working my fucking ass off. Yeah. Like I'm hungry constantly. Like I need to eat something. Even like uh, <clears throat> the other day they bought roosters for us. Yeah. So I saved my lunch. You know, I packed a lunch that day, so I saved it. And on my way home, I ate it, which was literally like two and a half hours after I had eaten roosters. I was like, I'm still starving and <laughs> ate my ham sandwich and my PB&J sandwich on Damn, the way home. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Packing it down. Oh, yeah. I was, was like uh, starving. With Cody, who's been on the show when uh, he was living with me um, and he was doing the contracting yeah, like, that dude could. I was always amazed because we'd we'd make like a big pot of ramen, like four packs of ramen, and uh, usually when it was just us eating trash food and the the girls had already gone to bed and we're up late night drinking, we're like, let's just make a big bowl of noodles. Yeah, <laughs> he would eat the whole fucking thing, and I'd barely have any. And I'm like, damn, dude. And then he'd go get snacks, and he's already eating dinner before that. And I'm like, you fucking pack it down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's that fucking hard physical fucking labor shit, man. Yeah, shit fucks with you. Is there any other uh, fun characters you've met on the job? Well, the dude that I, like, work with um, that's kind of, like, my, my like, I would call him my manager. Because he's not, like, one of the big boss guys. Um, he's just, like, one of the people that, like, manages kind of, like, the cleanup and, like, taking out the trash and stuff like that. And he kind of manages the other employees that do that sort yeah. of thing. Um the laborers is what we like what I guess I would call them cuz you've got like carpenters and electricians and things like that and we're just kind of laborers so we just kind of do whatever yeah um he's a character <laughs> he's yeah. a character in himself How like so? when I, okay okay all right okay <laughs> all right examples so when i first called him the first time cuz like i went through the the company and put in my application and everything and you know paid my shit and then uh he was like all right well here's the number call this guy and he'll tell you where you need to go and what time to come in 
And so I called him, and he goes, who are you and what do you want? <laughs> Who's your daddy and what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Which immediately <laughs> threw me the Ooh. fuck off. Threw me off so hard. Yeah. Like, because I, um, I was at my old job, and, oh, I can say that. <laughs> it's like talking about your ex. <laughs> Fucked up, please. Um never going back. I was, I'm not ever, ever. <laughs> nope. Even if what I'm doing now doesn't work out, I'm still not going back there. But I was working at my old job and I went out on a break and like called him. And so I was like kind of in this mindset, you know, and I'm like super excited. And he like picks up the phone. And he goes, who are you? And what do you want? And I go, I, I, uh, 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 uh my <laughs> so name's intimidating. My name's Austin. Um, so-and-so told me to call you. I'm supposed to start soon. He was like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, so uh, blah, 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 and just, like, went on and was, like, super nice after that. Yeah. And, like, even, like, meeting it. He's just, like, uh, he's, yeah, I can't, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain him. He's cool, but he's also, like, straight to the point. Yeah. And, like, no bullshit. I mean, he still bullshits and stuff, and like we have fun and shit. Okay, so he is cool. <laughs> it's it's hard to explain, man. Yeah. Like, um, what an enigma of a man. Like we uh, when we were doing the concrete, these guys kind of stole our um, our extension cord, and they were using it to like oh, okay. mix so some you meant, other like, stuff. Legit stole. No, no, no. <laughs> they were like it was still in the same area. They were just using it. Okay, and so like the dude I was working with like called my manager and was like you know, hey, we need an extension cord. And so he comes back with an extension cord, and he's like, you know, I don't know why you guys are asking me for this extension cord. All this shit should have already been plugged in and ready to go before the concrete got here at, like, 11 o'clock because we start at 6. And so it didn't get there till 11 o'clock, but he was like, you know, all this shit should have been plugged in and ready to go. Like, you knew that this was happening. I shouldn't have to go get you an extension cord, like – this shit should have been set up and ready to go. Yeah. And then, like, later on, like, I'd go up to, like, talk to him about something, and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, like, I wasn't, like, trying to come at you or anything. Like, the guy that I was working with, like, he, he was like, he knows, or he knew that you guys were doing this. He's like, you should have had that shit plugged in so they didn't take your extension cord because I'm not going to unplug something that's already plugged in. Yeah. We had unplugged it from the last night, whatever. So, but he was like, he knew that he was going to need to do this, that this should have been set up. So, like, I wasn't coming at you, but, you know, this shit should have been all set up and ready to go. You know what I mean? And he says that a lot, too. He's one of those guys. <laughs> Not like, mean. <laughs> like, like, no matter what it is, you know, he'll, he'll be like, oh, you know, there's just an easy way to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, yes, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's almost time for lunch. You know what I mean? What? What do you no, what do you mean? <laughs> yes. Yes, I get it, okay? Like I got it. Thank you. It's yeah. That's a weird thing to say what do you mean after though? Like it's almost time I'm just for giving, life. I don't know if that's something that he's really said. I'm just giving you an example of like That'd how ridiculous sometimes it gets thing though. to say. <laughs> mhm. Um other than that, the one lady I work with is just weird. There's she always just, the one weirdo. She talks a lot. She yeah. just wants to tell you her whole fucking life story and like that's cool, whatever, but I got a dude like that at my job. I just have to like find a moment to 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 block you and walk away. Like I gotta quit locking eyes with you and quit associating myself with you for a second so I can just walk away. Yeah. Even if it's like mid sentence. 
because I've lost interest, but because I'm a nice person, I'm going to sit here and listen to your story mm-hmm. and what's going on. But I have a job to do. Yeah. And I need to go do that. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm incredibly guilty of the same thing where, you know, me, where like the anxiety piled on top of like just being a raised super polite, like manners is, yeah. is key. Yeah. So like I don't walk away from conversations unless like there's a there's an end to the like uh we yeah. both agree we're done. Yeah. So I made the mistake of telling this new guy at work, I hope he never listens to this, because he'll know exactly who he is, but I made the mistake of uh telling the new guy at work that I used you know Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like yeah. the the card game too, yeah. not just the show. Yeah. And I had like the thing that strapped onto your arm, like yeah. the plastic thing yeah. and everything. And I was really into the cards for a I while. I always wanted one of those, but I could only play with it like cuz my friend had one. They were overrated. Like I disagree. Well, cuz there's certain things you can't do when you have the the cards like I mean it's cool, but like I don't want to get deep in the, <laughs> the fucking nerd vines of Yu-Gi-Oh playing. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> but yeah, so I made the mistake of telling this guy that like I used to be into that, but he is still into it in, on like such another level oh. that I never was. And he's into like Dungeons and Dragons, and oh. he's into um, uh, Magic the Gathering. So he starts telling me about all those, nice. and then it's like break time, and he's like following me out to my car, and like still talking to me about all this stuff. Oh, and he's creepy! Walking back from my car from break with me, talking to me about the stuff, and he's like waiting for me to go to the bathroom. And then like he'll follow me to the bathroom to ask me questions about these card games. You and like, were his saving grace. I'm the that one guy dude that was like... gonna commit suicide that night, <laughs> and then you no. were like, "Oh, I like Yu-Gi-Oh cards," and he <laughs> no. was like, "I have a reason to live." I took the bait and bit so hard, <laughs> and then I couldn't let go because, like, I, I, I can't. The guy's being like, he's a super nice guy. It's just like you saved that man's life. Uh, is all I'm saying. I you can't not. ever not. I kind of hope not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want the guy to do anything bad, but like, I, I wish the guy well. He's a nice guy, but like, I don't want to be that guy for yeah, him. I hope, I hope you're not his saving grace. I'm fuck. not your hero. <laughs> That's one sad poor motherfucker if you're his saving grace. Yeah, but I do that all the time. Where, like, I just want out of the conversation, and it's just like, I, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate that shit, man. Yeah. Sometimes I just tell people I got to go. Uh-huh. Like, I need to get back. And then they'll be like, oh, okay. I always feel so rude doing that, but you got to sometimes. Yeah, it's, seriously. It's like you got to make a... <laughs> There's a math equation there of like how how worth it is this? Yeah. To my time. Sometimes like with my job, it's a like where I'm at and because of my manager, it's a little lenient. Like mm-hmm. they're like you know what has to be done, so I just want you to get that shit done. You've got like a checklist and then you've got a set amount of thing like And okay, so I get a break at I start at 6, get a break at 9 for 15 minutes, get a break at 12 for 30 minutes, and then we leave at 3. So I get like an hour of overtime, so that's cool too. But you can't smoke on site. Mm. With the construction company that I work for, no matter what site it is, you are not allowed to smoke on site. And then where the corporate office is is in a giant circle. Like there's a road that's a circle that goes all the way around it. You cannot smoke anywhere inside of that circle either. So Intense, but probably for good safety reasons. I mean, not... Really? I mean, it's an active construction site. You don't want people like lighting anything in there. Yeah, but if I with. go outside into the parking lot. Yeah, but, I mean, fair point, but I get why they do that. I mean, 
It sucks, but no, I get it. Oh, no, I could totally understand not smoking inside the building yeah. at any point in time. This is not the type of building to be doing that. Like, again, it's a corporate office. So, like, <laughs> it'd be hilarious. To there's just no fucking there, reason for you to smoke inside of this building for any reason at all. You're like, I'm a comedian. This is a performance. Like, <laughs> right. But, like, out in the parking stage. lot or something, it's just the. The where I'm at, it is a there. They just have like a no smoking policy, like on their campus, whatever. I see some of the employees that actually work there, like doing it, like they'll smoke in the parking lot or whatever. Or I see some people smoke in their car, but I don't smoke in my car. I try and keep it like clean, you know, whatever. I might smoke in my car if I'm like on the freeway and I'll roll all the windows down, right? And so that way the smoke doesn't linger like at all, you know. And then I, I'll do that. But I drive off-site and go and smoke a cigarette. And I've got, like, a, a lawn chair in my trunk, too. So I'll, like, pop my trunk and fling the lawn chair out <laughs> and set it down, you know, and sit in that and smoke a cigarette. That's very king of the hill of you. <laughs> yeah, very, very. But uh, sometimes it takes me a few minutes to get back yeah. to, like, you know, it's supposed to be a 15-minute break. And sometimes it takes me 25 minutes to get back, you know. and But nobody says a fucking word to me at all. Nobody has said a goddamn thing to me at all. But I also, when I'm there, I fucking get straight to work. Yeah. And I, I know what I need to do. I know where I need to go. And I get that shit done. And then if I'm done with it, I'll call my boss and be like, hey, I'm done with this. What do you need done now? Like, what's what's up? What's yeah. next? You know, sort of shit. And, like, even the dude saying that he was proud of me, like, you know, he can even see that I have a good work ethic and shit like that. And... You know, that I, I, I want to work. I'm here because I have a reason, to, you know, to do this. I'm trying to set an example for myself. I'm glad to, to know that it shined through also. Um, but it's a little lenient, you know. Like, uh, coming back from lunch, sometimes I go out and, you know, get something. And it takes me, I might be like 10 minutes late. The dude that I was pouring concrete with wasn't back for another, like, 15 minutes mm. after I was 10 minutes late. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's a little lenient. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Mm. I actually want to take a smoke break. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Welcome back. Um. Sorry, we just started talking about Wes's kid and strawberries and his asshole and uh, forgot to kind of intro the show. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Blues Guys from the Basement. I'm Austin. As always, is Wes. And <laughs> I didn't even realize we didn't do that. I, you know what? I didn't realize either until I, we were just sitting here and about to ready, you know, coming back from the break. And I was like, oh, we probably should intro the show. I mean, yeah, probably. It's, it's not really an intro anymore. It's more like a mid-tro, but you get the, you guys know who we are. You get the point. <laughs> mid-tro. <You know. laughs> what up? <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> this is us. <laughs> we're doing stupid things. Uh-huh. All right, so coming back from whatever the hell we were talking about, mm-hmm. <laughs> your new job. Oh, I wanted to say before we got away from that, uh, I, I'm proud of you, too. Hey, thanks, man. I, I meant to say it when we were talking about it earlier, but I I had that overall general feeling of like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, you're you're committing to what you said you were going to do, and I'm very proud of that. Thanks, man. I, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be, honestly. That's good to hear. Y- yeah. <laughs> um, And it... it has made me feel a shit ton better 
and like my anxiety and stuff like that has kind of gone away a little bit and i mean i still have like my anxiety because we're still behind on bills and shit like that whatever but i i know i'm taking that step in the right direction and i've got a ton of support from family and friends and you know people that reassure me that i'm on the right path and that i'm doing what i need to be doing and it makes it easier especially you know to hear things like that from you and you know other family and shit like that it, it definitely makes me feel a lot better so, yeah so seriously thank you and i of course dude i need that reassurance sometimes <laughs> and you know yeah yeah it's it's inspiring to, to see somebody like close to me like commit this hard so oh yeah I, I i'm enjoying it <laughs> you can do it too i believe in you yeah i mean speaking of anxiety i mean at least you've got You've got it down to like general life anxiety now, where you're just like worried about bills and the kid and the family and stuff. It's like, not just like random for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that I've been dealing a lot with. I mean, I I hit you up about it like in the middle of the night and then felt bad about doing. Did you that. delete the message? I did because no, because well, I didn't want Crystal to see it. Oh, and you know, if she hears this, I can explain. Like, it's not because there was anything I said in there that was like incriminating no it was more just like i had a moment of intense weakness and reached out in vulnerability and felt weird about it afterwards so i was just like shit we can just forget about that i i'm never going to though i mean <laughs> i i don't know i i understand i mean i don't because i i haven't gone through like i don't know what you're feeling but i understand you know that there's going to be moments where you have that you know vulnerability and that you you feel these certain types of way and i'm one of your best friends so i would expect you to come to me with something like that where especially like with your wife you know you're supposed to be like this strong you know supportive husband and you're not supposed to be weak like you're supposed to be the one that like takes care of your family and that is you know you support them and you have to be okay like 24 7 but that's not the case you know like that's not what happens yeah and so i can understand like not wanting to show that to your wife either and to because you want to be that strong person that... well and she already feels and sees a lot of that from me to begin with because i'm a very emotional and with like the people that i care about that i know care for me i, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and i'm very open about them yeah so like she deals with that enough from me so I I don't want to put any extra burden on her, especially since like she also deals with her own mental health problems and in a in a different way to a, like a different extreme, you know. Yeah. So like I don't want to give her any extra burden with that. Um. But yeah, so I've just been dealing with a lot of that lately, and that's why I reached out. But just for um the listeners that don't know and haven't heard us talk about it a little bit on previous episodes, I've I've dealt with mental health problems since early teens. And uh, this around this time of year, and actually yesterday was the the two year anniversary of. I my, was wondering actually my uh, my mother passing, and she died of um, opioid abuse. Um, so that's just with everything in the media all year round, and then it gets to like this time of year. It's something that's constantly talked about. You know, like even uh, we talked about Chappelle a little bit on the the last episode. There's a big chunk in that that special where he talks about, and then, and then the bonus content at the end, he talks about um, heroin addicted whites. Yeah, and it's a funny bit, but like it hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I rewatched that special with Crystal last night, 
And it was something she wanted to watch. I didn't even think about it. And then it got to that part. And it was like the anniversary of my mom's passing. And I'm not the type of person to get triggered by comedy. But I had a moment where I had to leave the room. Damn. Yeah. And I, I fucking love Chappelle, but it was just like... It's not because of Chappelle, though. No, it's, it was just hitting like, me in a certain way. It's not like he said anything that like offended you. No, I wasn't yeah. offended. It was just it was bringing up emotions that I didn't... Which is normal, and that happens. Yeah. Whether it's comedy or even like a, a show, you know, whether it's not a funny moment or it is a funny moment, like it can hit you in a certain way, and that's totally understandable, too. Like, I was watching a comedy thing from some dude and he was talking about you know like bad cops or whatever and like this dude down in front like got pissed and ended up like leaving and come to find out like he was a cop and like (laughs) of course and he was like upset about this dude talking about bad cops and he's like he must have been a bad cop because he got upset about me talking about bad cops Mm -hmm. like i know that there's good cops out there whatever and like the dude was drunk and started like fighting but regardless, doth protest too much. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, so it can hit people different ways. This dude was also drunk and, you know, being belligerent and shit. And I'm sure that you were drinking a little bit too. Uh, yeah. But uh, it hit you in a different way. It's not like you got mad and we're like, oh, you know, Dave Chappelle is making fun of, you know, that shit, it whatever. Was more, I just don't want to cry right right now when i'm having such a good time with my wife yeah yeah, yeah. and i was trying like i was trying to get through the day where okay so we ended up having a cookout at my grandma's as like a just the family get together and let's talk about my mom and you know share some memories and have a cookout and all eat together and try and like feel better that day yeah so the the lead up to that was like i woke up just in the worst mood and I took a lot of it out on Crystal and my family and, like, felt super guilty about it about halfway through the day. Where, like, I just woke up as, like, an angry, cornered animal, basically. And everything somebody said to me, I was lashing out. Mm. And I can't think of any, like, distinct examples because it was I was just so anxious and angry that I don't really remember most of what I did. But it, it was a lot of, like, I made Crystal feel stupid a bunch. And felt really guilty about it. And then we got to the cookout, and my brother was there, who always puts me in a better mood. Fucking Trevor, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> you're, 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 I love you, dude. You're my favorite. But uh, okay, cool. No, my brother's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> I hate you, Trevor. I'm super jealous. Hey, I love you too, dude. And... You're my second favorite. And then Crystal's my third. Bullshit. And then my kids are like my tenth. <laughs> need to be the first. No, my kids are. Because I'm narcissistic and, uh, yeah. No, my kids are my first. But And then, and then, and then Trevor and then you. And God then my wife. Damn it. <laughs> bitch. No, I get it. I get it. I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I'm anyway. Just joshing you. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> So it got it got to that point in the day where I was finally like I was coming out of my funk and I was starting to have a better time and like I may I didn't quite apologize but I I made amends with Crystal and was like I sorry I know this is a bad day for me <laughs> um thank you <laughs> <laughs> I like that's become part of the show now um <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> 
Um, so we're having this cookout, and this kind of like funny thing happens that stuck out to me for like no no reason. It was just like after that moment, it made the whole day better, and I can't really explain why. But uh, my grandma's husband, um, who I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of, but he's nice enough. I think you might have met him once or twice. It doesn't matter anyway, but so he he was the one cooking out, and he has no idea about like meat and how to grill it because like, <laughs> why are you cooking out then? Why are you the grill master? I I thought he I should have known that he like <laughs> like you gotta know him enough to know yeah like you should have questioned it when you came over and you were like he's the one that's right grilling my steak right now all right cool uh, yeah and I don't know like a I, I've I don't run grills that often, so it's like, but I probably could have done a better job, so I should have been, hmm. <laughs> but I was in such a funk that, like, yeah. so he, he's asking everybody, how do you want your burger? And I, I usually like mine medium to medium well, so I tell him, go for medium, and um, it's it's ground beef, you know, so it's like, he, they're, they're compressed beef patties, yeah. not like cuts of meat, you okay. know, so it's not like a sirloin patty. Yeah. It's like, just ground beef patty. Yeah. So you don't cook those fucking like that. <laughs> because, like, you have to cook it to a certain temperature and through. You can do it in a way where, like, you still get, like, a, a medium burger, but it should not be pink and cold when you're doing ground beef. No. So I got a medium burger that was pink and cold, and because I was in such a funk, and because, so his family, like, they're all, they're all just clueless about meat, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, like, eating it and being like, oh, this is... This is good. There's like weird comments being made. <laughs> like my wife's like, I don't think this is cooked all the way. No. But then like his daughter or whatever is like, uh, they're did talking. You put foil down or do you just cook it on? Just the... cooked it on the grill. And I'm in such a funk that I get to like the last couple bites of the burger and I'm like, this was bad the whole way through and I'm for sure gonna have food poisoning. But I don't say anything. Yeah. And like I just ignore the conversation that's happening. And then it, it hits me when I get home. I'm like, we all just ate fucking raw burger. <laughs> and I did it because I was sad. <laughs> and I like, just did it. Like, what the fuck? Like, you could have walked up to him and been like, this shit ain't cooked. <laughs> and I don't want to offend, like, any of that side of the family. But, like, for whatever reason, that turned my into Because I got home and I was cracking up about it. I was like, why? Why did I do that? Yeah, uh, that's crazy that you're like, I don't want to offend anybody. So I'll just take the food poisoning. I, I in the moment it wasn't even like a thought process that was happening. It was just like I guess this is just shit, and my life is just shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like beating yourself up yeah. for no reason. And I'm trying to like have a good time with my family, and the kids are there, but they're being like out of fucking control because they're in a new place, and there's you know yeah. grandmas around. So I'm just like eating this raw burger, like sit the fuck down, and like <laughs> on the verge of tears. But then I get home and it was like all of a sudden the best thing in the world to me. And I, it's like, I, I guess like the moments of respite that I get from my anxiety, I had this realization where it's like always just the small nonsensical things. And it made, it reminded me of like this web comic that I read. And I don't, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was The Oatmeal. Um, they have this whole like web comic and web series online that's pretty good. And they had one that was about depression and what it's like to be depressed. And there's this whole like, comic on it where the person's explaining their depression and they're explaining like the moment where they realized that everything was going to be fine and it was because they broke down in their kitchen and they were like curled up in a ball crying on the floor 
And they looked under the fridge because they were like lying on their side, just in the fetal position, crying. And there was a grape underneath the, the fridge. And for whatever reason, in that moment, just made them crack up. Like they were just laughing uncontrollably for no reason because there was a grape under the fridge. That's, I feel like that's just like super emotions. Like you're just going through so much. You're at a breaking point. And then just the smallest thing for no reason can just make you like crack up. It's almost like you're looking for that thing to do it. Yeah. 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 So you just find that one thing and grasp onto it real tightly. Like everything's going to be okay because there's a grape under my fridge. Yeah. (laughs) And I got home and I had that feeling and I was like, oh yeah, that webcomic where I was like, everything's going to be okay because I just got food poisoning. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, it, it, I mean, I, every, everything about this has sucked the past two years. It still feels like yesterday. Like yeah. every day I have like this tight clenched feeling throughout my whole body. And every time I think about it, it's like, I want to cry. And it, that feeling doesn't go away. Except for like those little moments where just the ridiculousness of life or like coming over here or like when the kids show me their butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Do not take that out of context. (laughs) Nobody clip that line out and cancel me because that's not what I meant. (laughs) But when the kids show me their buttholes, life's going to be okay. (laughs) Um, Sir, you said when your kids show you their butthole... Um, we think that you are abusing your children. No, 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 no. My daughter just has an obsession with her butt, and every now and again, she just takes her clothes off, spreads her cheeks, and goes, butthole. It's not every now and again. It's all the time. (laughs) Now, Jury, why do you think that this is? Why do you think that his child does this? Do you think that his child has been conditioned to do this? Hmm? Hmm? listen i haven't encouraged it in any way in fact i've discouraged it but that seems to make the want to do it more it's like it's like you tell your child not to touch something what do they do they immediately they want to touch it yeah they want to touch it they'll test you they'll reach out and get their finger like an inch away from it they're like i'm not fucking touching it but i'm about to i'm not (laughs) touching you i'm not touching you yeah and you're like don't and then get a little bit closer big fucking grin on his, on his little face. My son does that all the time. Where you're like, stop it! And he thinks it's funny. And he's like, oh, oh yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to stop? <laughs> so, do you think that you have, um, I mean, from what you said, it hasn't gotten any easier, but have you been able to kind of deal with it a little bit better after two years? No. No? If I'm being entirely honest. Like, in ways, yes. Like, obviously it's not as bad as the day it happened like but and it's not as bad as the week after it it has gotten better in in that way where it's like yeah time and distance helps but that initial like emptiness and there's like a hollow feeling that just doesn't go away and that's the part that's the hardest to deal with because there's just a gap in my life that you can't do anything about like it's yeah. just there and it's always going to be there and even if you try to like forget about it it's still there it's you, you can't change the past so you just move forward with what happened and it stays there so have you thought about like actually going and talking to a professional i have and we've talked about this a little bit where like i used to have one that i went to all the time and i've 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 talked to her recently once but um as far as like going all the time, it's 
I make a lot of excuses for why I don't do it, but it is a time constraint thing and with the kids and job, but it's also, I, I recognize that it's important and something I should do. So I've been thinking about it. I definitely think that you should for real. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I should too. It's because I'm a dumbass. Yeah, you can come to me with your problems, but I don't have a lot to give you. Well, part of it's except for just being supportive and being there for you. Yeah, I've always appreciated that from you. You're you've always been very supportive, and you're a good friend. And then the other side of it too is like when I say something on the podcast, it makes it more concrete. Yeah. So like that it was this was definitely something that I wanted to talk about in more detail, and especially like. Moving on in the future, there's other things that I want to talk about tied to it, like the opioid crisis. Yeah. there's I've got a lot on my mind about that type of thing. I mean, I did, um, I tried to read this article, but it had a whole bunch of uh, viruses attached to it, so I couldn't really read it. But the basic of the headline was that your brain changes when a parent dies. Yeah, I, and I could I see that. totally agree with it. I mean... You don't have that, like, you know, I, I can't call my parents anymore. Like, like right now, you know, I needed help with, like, some bills. So I called my dad and asked my dad to, like, help me out. And, of course, he did because he knows that I'm, like, struggling. I just had a newborn. But he also knows that I'm doing the shit that I need to be doing, you know. So he was willing to help me out. But if he wasn't there like that would change my whole like mindset you know it's not like i can call my parents anymore and ask them for help or i can't just you know call them in general so i i definitely agree with that i i also do kind of think that there are maybe ways to reassure yourself of certain things like i might not be able to get the help or be able to talk to my parents but i have my wife and i have you know my kids and I have other family and things of that matter to look for when I have these, you know, moments of weakness and vulnerability that we all have, regardless of whether it's that specific, bless you, specific <laughs> situation or not. Yeah. You know, um, I thinking about you and your mom i have thought about losing you and how i would feel if somebody called me one day bless you and like told me <laughs> that you were gone and like where would i go with my life in that point and like what would i do with the podcast yeah. and like all that other shit and like bitch you can't do this without me <laughs> i know i know <laughs> And I even, like, I had this thought of, like, it would be a while, but I would end up doing an episode and trying to, like, publish it where I was, like, this is the last episode. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is what happened. And, you know, I kind of have to move on with my life and go forwards. But just so any of our listeners out there that actually, you know, want to know why we haven't been posting, this is why, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I've gone through all that in my head. Fuck, dude. I mean, God forbid, <laughs> but definitely God forbid. Okay. <laughs> like, seriously, God forbid. But, like, my mind is fucked up in those, like, in those ways. And, like, I think about, like, of course, I, you know, my initial thing was, what if my mom wasn't here? Yeah. And, like, how would I feel? And, like, what would I do? And, like, I told you that, like, after I went 
and saw you the day after you like found out and you were at work and I came and saw you on your break. The moment I left, I called my mom and, you know, talked to her. So like I, I had all, even before that, like I had already thought about it and was like, you know, what if, you know, my mom was, what the fuck would I do? I was like, I don't fucking know. I really don't. I mean, I would just have to keep pushing forward with having that in the back of my head, you know, that you're constantly thinking about it and that it's something that, like, it's it's like having a mosquito bite that never goes away where it constantly itches and, like, you might forget about it for a little bit just because it itches all the time and, like, eventually you get kind of used to it. But then after you sit there for a second, you feel it start to itch again. Yeah. And then it's just constantly there for the rest of your life. And I'm, I, I, I hate it. I really do. I hate even thinking about it. And I, I wish that it was easier to accept the, the, the cycle of life. And I mean, even in that article, like they were like, it's, you know, it's easier when you have, you know, you know that it's coming like, you know, your parent gets sick and then you can say your goodbyes. Give you, you know? time to process. Yeah. yeah. But when it's uh, something that's, you know, out of nowhere, that that makes it even worse. Well, I mean, kind of reading the article, I was like, well, duh. Yeah. Like, well, I'm sure like when somebody's parent or grandparent or close family or anybody that they're close to dies in like hospice or something, that you're always going to remember that day. But there's like a different feeling about that day than you're just out having a night and you get a phone call and then your world shatters. Like you're always going to remember that moment and like the feelings associated with that and just how like I I learned distinctly like in a way that I hadn't before because I'd, I'd been through deaths in the family before that like people that I cared about. It just wasn't my mom, my mom, you know, it wasn't like somebody that was like my best friend. Right. And like just that feeling of having everything that you knew ripped away from you and it you didn't even know that it was going on and there's nothing you can do about it and, and now it's done like that feeling and confronting that was the i'll always remember how that felt in that moment of like it just felt like everything was crashing in and everything was permanently changed and there was nothing to do about it and it's the most helpless i've ever felt um man i miss her more than anything in the world and i'd do anything to get her back but i know i can't so it's just like you just have to move forward with it. And I don't, I don't want to make this about just, just my mom, but as far as like people going through a loss, it's important to, like you were telling me, it's important to talk about it with somebody. It's like, it's a lot to bottle up and just keep inside of you. I definitely don't think that you ever should, honestly. And yeah. I'm ha it, it makes me feel like better that you even want to talk about it. And I mean, especially on the podcast, you know, like this is a very, you know, open area to talk about it. I mean, it does make me feel better because I know that you're getting to kind of like a certain point and I know that it's never going to be easy and I won't ever think that it ever will be easy. And I, you know, I know it's hard, but I'm glad that you know you feel comfortable enough to have these conversations with me and that you trust me in enough, even though that I don't know shit, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm just a dumbass most of the time. I, I, I think more highly of you than that. Well, <laughs> there's your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that might be fair. But, but I, no, and 
but I think it's good though. I think it's good for you um to have these conversations as difficult as they are um to maybe help you get a little bit closer to that closure and to maybe realizing some things that maybe you didn't realize before and learning some things that would help you with your day-to-day life you know it's not like somebody i don't think that there will be that thing that you'll be it'll like click in your head and be like oh you know i'm good now like yeah. i've no especially with the way that everything happened like it, it i'm sure that it'll be something that will affect you for the rest of your life but how how do you deal with it you know is what's going to make that difference you know if you go down these wrong paths then it's only going to affect you even worse so finding the right paths to help you deal with it on a day-to-day basis and that's why you know i say that you should go and talk to somebody a professional or and i know you don't like groups but (laughs) maybe going to a group or finding somebody specifically that has kind of gone through the same thing that you have that would be able to give you more information or maybe some ideas. Like, they may not be able to give you the answer, you know, whatever, but they might be able to give you some more ideas to helping you, you know, with your day-to-day life and also confronting some of these feelings that you have and how to deal with them in a positive way. No, you're you're absolutely right on on that point and it's something that i think about a lot and it's something that like just on the, from the podcast perspective like if you're going through something like this as well is definitely reach out to people i even though i i haven't done it yet myself and i mean this is something that doesn't, doesn't get talked about a lot but there's emotions that you wouldn't expect that happen when you go through something like this that like i never would have thought and like there's a there's a guilt associated with losing somebody and it's not just like, oh, I could have done something. It's also like, now that I'm two years into this, I have, I and I know it's wrong, but I have this guilty emotion of, like, carrying this around. And there's there's the sense of, like, I should be more over this by now, and and I, which I know is not true, but it's something that I feel. And then um, the other side of that is, like, I shouldn't be burdening people with this, even though it's something that has heavily affected my own life. I feel like... Now I'm this disease that walks around and makes everybody feel like shit because of it. And I know that that's absolutely not true. Yeah. So, like, good people listening, if you've gone through a similar thing, is you're not the problem and you shouldn't feel that way. If you're feeling that way and you're believing it, then just know that you're wrong. I and, mean, I mean, any person that, like, you try and confine in and have that conversation with because you feel that way... Like, if they make you feel worse about it, then that's not the right person to be talking to. Yeah, it's not your and they're, fault. And they're not a, a real friend to you, or a real family member for that matter. Even if they are blood, and they're like, oh, well, you should be over this. Fuck that. Everybody deals with their shit in a different way. And they're, no. I would never, ever, like, sit here and be like, you know, you should be over this by now. Yeah. I mean, again, there there is that other side of it where I'm like, if you weren't taking the right paths there's a healthy way to deal with it yeah yeah if you were doing it in an unhealthy way and i we kind of talked about some of the things that have been going on in in your life that i do feel are kind of leading into an unhealthy way yeah i've let a few things slip (laughs) and 
we've talked about it yeah. and so that's where you know and that's why i was kind of adamant about it and was like you know you do need to kind of like think about those things because that that is going to lead you down the wrong path and i don't want to see that at all yeah. so there's that you know it's kind of a double-edged sword where there's a way of being like it's gonna hurt no matter what but which way are you gonna take you know one side's a little bit duller than the other so figuring out what's gonna be the best place for you to go or the best in in your own mindset is what i'm saying yeah to to help you cope with the events that have happened in your life yeah i I mean, I, I'll just say it openly. I think I've talked about it a little on the podcast, but the drinking is the one thing that I lean on as a crutch for, for this. I mean, the weed was a thing that I did even before mom died. And uh, I still do that just as it makes me less anxious. Yeah. But the, the alcohol, ever since it happened, is uh, definitely ramped up. And I've, we've, like you said, we've talked about it and I've been cutting it back because I know it's something that's affecting like my mental state because I'm, I'm numbing a lot of the feelings so that I don't have to feel them by doing that. Like the reason it's hard for me to sleep is because I'm so upset about like when I'm by myself at night and Crystal's already in bed and I'm drinking, it tends to be. <laughs> Miming. Um, <laughs> my wife's over there like pulling her shirt up behind your back <laughs> we're over here talking about this deep shit my wife's over there fucking with me <laughs> god i can't wait till we get a video feed i know me too <laughs> but yeah so it's just like i know that it, it tends to lead down that dark path and that's another thing that i wanted to say out loud on the podcast not just because now that i've said it it's something that I know is more concrete and I need to stick to because now people have heard it from me. But also, like, alcohol's fun, but it's not the way to deal with your problems. And yeah. it shouldn't be used in that way. It's not a medication for the way you're feeling. Fuck, no. It's not a medication at all. It's a poison. And yeah. it, it treats your emotions that way, where you think more poisonous thoughts. <laughs> like, it, that might be a bad analogy, but it, it's true. Where, like, even if you're a happy drunk, if something bad is going on in your life, it's gonna change the way you think about that in a negative way. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that like I'm a happy drunk and then something happens and like I, it's like a switch. Yeah, like literally, and then I'll just be in a shitty mood for like mm -hmm. the rest of the night. And yeah, so I tend to try and stay away from like getting too drunk, so I don't like get into that mode. Even if it is like something comes up, I'm still kind of that like happy person that will like de-escalate the situation. Yeah. You know, especially I, when it comes to my wife. Yeah. I've learned over the years that I have like a a, <laughs> a limit where like if I pass a certain like a uh, can amount of drinks where I'm like I I go shark eyes and I become a fucking monster. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was uh I've I've never told this to anybody else. Crystal's the only person that knows this happened, but I walked into the bedroom and like early morning, and uh, I was blackout drunk. I, I still to this day, like, the only reason I know what happened is because Crystal told me it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled my dick out and just started pissing on the bedroom floor. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Crystal woke up because she heard the peeing. <laughs> and it was a She's lot. She's like, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just pissing in front of the bed. Uh, like in between the TV stand and the bed, big old puddle. Nice. She gets up and she goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, 
เพลง and she's like you're, you're not like, what a... does it sound like she's like you're not at the toilet and she's like getting mad at me at this point but I'm blackout drunk so I don't give a fuck what she's talking about so but I I register what she says and I turn and I walk to the toilet but I'm already done peeing and I just <laughs> I stand in front of the toilet, hold my dick with nothing coming out. Crystal says for like a good two minutes, just wobbling at the toilet with my dick out. <laughs> and then I go lay down and make her clean up my piss. <laughs> yeah, I'm a trash person when I get past like five, six tall boys. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm the worst. And uh, I apologize to my wife. <laughs> I, I already have, but I'm doing it again now. <laughs> um. Yeah, so mental health and alcohol don't go don't go all together. Actually, the the last night that I um, quit smoking weed, actually, I was uh, drinking that night, and that was probably <laughs> what uh, led me into smoking that night too. Yeah, I was drinking that night, and neighbor came home, and made a wrong decision, and my wife like kind of yelled at me that night, and was like. Okay, not kind of. She definitely yelled at me that <laughs> night. But because I was complaining about the job that I had and, you know, told her, I was like, oh, I'm going to quit smoking and, like, had quit for, like, a week and then, you know, fucked up that night. And she was like, you don't give a fuck about me. You don't give a fuck about, you know, our child. Like, you don't care about bettering your life. Like, if you're going to go and do this, you know, and I that that was a wake up call for me. For me to be like, you know what, you're right. Like, if I'm going to say that I'm going to do something, then I need to fucking do it. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to quit smoking or if I'm going to say that I'm going to quit smoking, then I need to... Every single time that I've, like, had these thoughts about smoking or anything like that, like, that's the night that comes back up into my head. And, like, what she told me that night, like, it sticks in my head because first I felt like disappointed in myself and then also like i knew that my wife felt disappointed in me too yeah that I, I mean going back to what i said before that you're supposed to be like this strong person that like supports your family and that takes care of your family and i didn't feel like i was doing that right and so i had to make these decisions and it like force myself to to do better not only for myself first and foremost for myself because you can't help others if you can't help yourself right so if i couldn't better myself i couldn't better you know, my family and make my family better. So like I had to make these decisions and it's, it wasn't, you know, necessarily easy, but I had a bunch of support, you know, like from family and friends, like I said before. So that made it easier. But yeah, that night, you know, I drank like half a bottle of this mint liqueur and shit. So I was pretty drunk. Yeah. And, uh, didn't think that she would be that mad at me, and then <laughs> it definitely changed a lot, and she was definitely pissed at me, so. Yeah, that night you decided you weren't going to smoke again, and that night for me, I decided I would never pee on the floor again. Yeah. It's changed our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the one time my half-brother peed in my room? Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I was your wife in that situation. Like, I woke up and was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he's just sitting there pissing on my floor. Yeah. I don't remember if, like, they had, like, the child lock, like, thing. 
like one of the the child locks that goes over the doorknob where yeah. you have to like squeeze it to like be able to actually turn the doorknob. I think that was on the bathroom, so he couldn't get in and like fuck with anything. I hate those fucking things. And yeah, me too. <laughs> and he couldn't get it to go to the bathroom, so he just came into my room, and I guess he couldn't wake me up either. So he just started pissing on my floor. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Noise. <laughs> Mm. All right, with that, I think we're going to take another quick break. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, so welcome back from the break uh, again. Um, <laughs> before we get off the subject, um, the National Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration's helpline is 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Um, they are free, confidential, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, um, in English and in Spanish, um, for individuals and family members facing mental and or substance use disorders. So if you guys, um, are dealing with that or know anybody and maybe need some help, again, 1-800-662-4357. And uh, just real quick, because this is an important to to me. And I mean, I know you too. I don't mean that in any way. I just mean, as far as like, if you guys want to see the numbers on this, it really is a crisis affecting. I mean, every I everybody I know knows somebody that's going through this. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you want to see the numbers on this, and you want to find places that you can help, or or uh, you know, just what take take part in any way that you can there's a, a bunch of resources online um search and rescue usa.org is a good place to start out they've got the facts on the opioid crisis and they've got um, a bunch of tools and resources there that you can go to nice um and then also the cdc has numbers on you know they they track the death and the increase in usage and the causes and the side effects and all the symptoms what it's doing to people on a medical level so go there for that type of stuff and uh that's about it maybe also the national institute of drug uh drug abuse a good resource too oh yeah yeah <sighs> anyway back to the fun all right <laughs> you know sometimes you gotta get a little deep on on the podcast you know but uh I when we were taking our break, we were talking about tattoos and stuff, and uh, I have Honor Family Thrash um, tattooed on my chest, right where my heart is, um, because that was a group that we had started uh, back in the day, and our our motto was Honor Family Thrash, um, and it, it means basically exactly what it is, you know, honor yourself and your actions. Um, we were a group that came together to form a family and we supported each other and were there for each other and we thrashed. We fucking skated and that was a huge part of our group. Yeah. And that's how kind of how we all met. That's how me and met Wes met was at the skate park. And um but I have um skate or die tattooed on my left forearm pretty on, prominently on the inside yeah so i was <laughs> i was at work the other day right and uh we have these like gates that you uh you have to like close them within like 45 seconds or else the alarm starts going <laughs> off <laughs> yeah and um oh shit 
So uh, <laughs> when you said going, the middle, like the O dropped like a whole octave because of the burp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of dope. <laughs> so I had to let this like the dumpster guy in and out because he was coming to pick up like one of the big like industrial dumpsters. Okay. That looks like a like a train. Like yeah, thing. one of the ones that they drop off at a construction site. Like it's a big red bucket. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he was picking it up, and the alarm went off because I held the gate open too long. It's yeah. like forty-five seconds. So the security guard came out. He was like, "You got to fucking close this thing." He was like real stern with me, whatever. Well, he was coming back to drop off another like empty dumpster for us, and I like opened the gate and then like went and closed it, but there's like a crash bar that's on it, and okay. if like you hit the crash bar, then the alarm starts going off. Uh. So I accidentally hit that. So I went up to the front desk and got a, this like lady security guard, and like we like walk down, and by the time that we get back, like the other security guard, the first one was like there and was like standing there. So, like, I felt even more awkward and was like, fuck, like, this dude's going to be, like, super pissed at me. So, like, he was cool about it, whatever, they were cool. But, like, I get on, like, we end up closing the gate, whatever. And then she goes, so, uh, I see you got a skate tattoo on your arm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it says skate or die. She was like, I bet you can't even do a, do an ollie. Oh, shit. I was like, are oh, you? Oh, shit. I was like, oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa. This is the lady security guard, too, man. She was like, I bet you can't even do an ollie. I was like, I'm getting fucking roasted by the uh -huh. fucking security guard right now. And you have it on your body. On like. my body, dude. I skate or die. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I was, like, I felt that shit. You didn't have like, your board with you? I, it was in my car. Like, yeah. I could have. should have been like, hold on. <laughs> but I was wearing my boots. I didn't have my skate shoes with oh, me. Okay. I still could have fucking done it, though. Yeah, what the fuck am I saying? I still, I, yeah, you're right. I still could have. But still, it was just like in the moment. I was like in the middle of work, whatever. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, oh, man. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I was like, I bet you can't even do an ollie. <laughs> I bet you can't even security guard she was like you know what actually no she's like i bet you can't even do it. she was like i'll give you the ollie I, I i think that you might be able to do an ollie but she's like i bet you can't even kick flip i was like do you even know what a kick flip is <laughs> and i guess uh like back in the day her and her brothers like used to skate she's like i yeah. wasn't ever really good at it but like i used to watch my brother skate and stuff like that so she's like i know you know what the tricks are she's like i know what a kick flip is she's like i know what a tray flip is like yeah i i know about skateboarding and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know, she's like, I was more into like riding bikes and shit like that. And like, we, we kind of bonded over it like for a second, but like, it was just fucked up. She was like, I bet you can't even Ollie. I was like, I have skate or die tattooed on my arm. She's, I can at least Ollie, okay? She's questioning like a, a huge part of your Bro, life. Bro, she came at me, <laughs> yeah. man. Fucking roasted me in front of this other security guard, too. Like, <laughs> I was just fucking dumbfounded. Like, I felt that shit in my heart. That's funny as fuck. I love that security guard. Fuck that security guard, <laughs> no, I love her. I'm divorcing my wife. Who oh is this lady? Oh, my God, man. That shit hurt me so bad. I was like, damn. Like, she didn't even go like, I bet you can't do a kickflip. No. <laughs> she went to the basics and was like, I bet you don't even know how to ollie. I was the like, first thing you learn besides <laughs> riding the fucking board. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Damn. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was cool as fuck, man. I, I I thought it was cool that she uh she had a little bit of a knowledge about it and stuff. I f 
I feel really bad right now. My is my wife got some yogurt from the fridge and now she's got a face like that yogurt was not good. What'd you get? Cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Yo play and it wasn't good. Can I hold on? Is it is it just a bad one or is it that flavor specifically sucks? It doesn't smell bad. It smells like Hmm. Apparently, it's like cookies and cream if it was done wrong. <laughs> How do you mess up cookies and cream, you'll play? Try it. Okay. All right. Let's see what you think of it. All right. But if I get some weird fucking white supremacist disease from your <laughs> Hitler ass. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it was fun to say. <laughs> You just take a bite, and the next thing you know, you're like, how Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it coming. Oh, I can't <laughs> stop myself. <clears throat> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> what do you think? Um, It's a height. It's not great. I don't think it's bad. I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the yogurt, babe. <laughs> Like, if I was given the option to eat or not to eat, I wouldn't. Really? <laughs> yeah. Stranded on a desert for, like, 24 hours. Well, that's not no an option. No food or water. Then it's, I'm And then you it. finally get to somewhere, and they're like, all we have is Yoplait, but it's cookies and cream. If it's the only option, then that's not an option, right? Like, I'm eating it then. No. That's what I'm saying. Mm -mm. No. My other option's to not eat? Yeah. Well, then I'm eating it because I'm going to eat something. I'm not, see, I'm not making such a big fuss about this that, like, it doesn't taste bad enough that I wouldn't eat it, but I'm not going to eat it. Like me and blueberries? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's L fair. Like, even if I was in, like, a dire situation, I wouldn't eat blueberries because I would just gag them up anyways. Well, no, in a dire situation, I'd eat that. I, I, I like yogurt. So, I mean, it's not the worst thing, but it's definitely not like I'm buying that ever. I'm breaking or... like a huge rule, too, of like not eating. Oh, on you're eating on mic. Yeah, you fucking. Mm. <laughs> it just became a yogurt mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> we need like 50 more of these stat. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that bad. I don't understand what her problem was. It's got a weird aftertaste. What? I mean, yogurt in general, unless it's like a super like uh, fruity or like um, chocolatey flavor. It's got, like, this kind of acidic undertone that doesn't go well with, like, most dessert flavors. So, like, key lime pie, the acidity of yogurt tastes fine with that flavor. That's one of my favorite Yoplait flavors. But uh, when they do shit like cookies and cream or something that's supposed to be rich, it's got, like, this tanginess to it that ruins it. Do the whole, like, dairy. Yeah, exactly. It tastes like I, I ate an Oreo and sour cream together. No, I'm going to do the whole <clears throat> Daryl thing. <laughs> you got it all. Mm. Stop. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not yet. Hold on. Just throw some in there. It's not worth the effort. I highly disagree. Just throw it away. That's You put out... So much energy just trying to get that. I mean, you're getting nothing from that fucking little scoop you just got. I hope you're happy. You could have used that motion for jerk off 
energy, but now you're going to have less the next That's time you do that. That's why I have a wife. <laughs> I don't have to jerk off anymore. You don't have to, but it's still fun, too. Oh, but yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, jerking off is always still going to be fun. That's why your two-year-old son does That's it. not why he does it. <laughs> I explained this. It's because your, your dick is hand length away from your shoulders, and they just naturally fall there. It's because he knows what masturbation is. No. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> and you're a dick. <laughs> I like how you're defending your son too. Like <laughs> he's not doing it because he's a perv. <laughs> he's too. Of course he's not a perv. No, fuck you. Calling my son a pervert. <laughs> I never called him a perv. This yeah, was your look, words, okay? I'm gonna check the na- <laughs> the National Predator database and it's gonna say that you registered my son on there. <laughs> a sex offender because <laughs> we live near a school and he's playing with his butthole in a strawberry they get just slobbered a little bit <laughs> oh now you're the perv <laughs> well i'm of age okay i'm allowed to slobber a little bit if i want to <laughs> you sound slobbery <laughs> you got a little like slobber <laughs> <laughs> I just got beer in my eye from doing that. So the beer telling me I'm an asshole. Oh, um, I didn't want to get something out of the way. Okay. Hi, Jesus. Oh, god damn it, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's been listening to any of the other episodes or anything. I, I see. I haven't had a chance to ask him if he's kept listening after we've uh, roasted him multiple times now, but... He was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Ask him at work tomorrow. Ah, oh, man, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I forgot. What time do you have to go to work? I gotta be there by four, but I got a bunch of shit I gotta do before oh, I... Well, I have to be at work at fucking six o'clock in the morning. Oh, well, that's brutal. And it's 11.54. I mean, so... we usually record later. And it takes me 30 minutes to get there, so I gotta be up in like five hours. Ooh, yeah, that's pushing it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll save my last thing for next no, time. No, 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 go ahead. It's a whole long thing. We don't have time for it. Are you sure? Yeah, I can explain what it is, and then we, we can cover it next time. Okay. But, okay, so there was a Democratic Socialist Convention, and these people are, like, the leftiest of all lefties. I think I've seen Did this. you? Okay, so where it's, like, they're having this convention, and they're, they're different speakers, and they all, like, taking turns, where they keep saying, personal point of privilege? or a point of personal privilege, they'll just interrupt whatever's going on, and they'll get the mic and go, point of personal privilege. Can everybody please keep the chatter to a minimum? Some people in here, like, they just go off on, like... Oh, we've talked about this before. Oh, have we? I think so. Okay, maybe we have, but I wanted to... Okay, so the the, this clip is hilarious. If people want to find it, you just type in uh, uh, Democratic Socialist Convention um, SJWs. Um, and there's a bunch of articles written up about it, but that, like, ten different people, multiple times, just keep hopping in with the, like these nothing complaints uh, about like, uh, one guy says guys when he addresses the room, so he's like, all right, guys, everybody just calm down or something along those lines, and the next person interrupts him and goes, point of personal privilege, um, please don't use gender 
pronouns when addressing the room. We've talked about this. We did? I think so. Okay, I forgot that we talked about this already. Or we've, like, briefly talked about it, where, like, yeah, it was the gender thing, and then there was, like, there's too much chatter, and I have, like, a sensory overload sort of thing, but you're in, like, a giant room with, like, a shit ton of people, like... He's telling people to stop, like, scribbling their pens and to keep the chatter to a minimum, (laughs) because he's, he's, like, having a panic attack, and it's like, maybe don't do that job then. Like, I'm not going to go do that job because I have panic attacks. I know I can't be in that fucking room. I wonder if I can find... I wonder if this is it. Let me see. The clip is amazing. Um, But the the reason I brought it up was because... Oh, that's an ad. Oh. Hold on. All right. So the the Legion of Skanks (laughs) played the clip on their most recent episode. Oh, I totally forgot about them. Yeah. Go back and... I know. I've I've still been listening to them, and there's been some really controversial shit that's happened since you stopped listening to them. Like, they've... They're definitely making shit. Okay. All right. Three, two... Oh, oh, no, no, stop. Three, two, one. A socialism convention this weekend didn't go exactly as planned. The self-proclaimed comrades got together to defeat capitalism. But the event descended into utter chaos over someone using a gendered pronoun. Take a look. Uh, Quick point of privilege. Quick point Um, of personal privilege. Um, Guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Name, point chapter, pronoun. Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Because the last guy said guys when he addressed okay. everyone. Wow. You know what that guy needs? <laughs> He needs a double shot of Redneck Riviera whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> you always turn it Calm into a down. plug. By the way, I, uh, I disagree with how Fuck these reporters. But yeah. Like, the whole clip is like a good like 10-minute clip of this back and forth going. And um, so the, the, the skanks played it. I know you haven't been following them much. Um, but Not for any reason in particular. No, I know. I mean, it's hard to keep up with all the, the podcasts, and especially when we're doing one of our own. It's kind of like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... So they played it and they talked about it and they obviously ripped everybody in the video a new one and made a, this whole big point um, about how it's a bunch of fucking soft liberal pussies and I I I mean I'm not trying to somewhat kind of agree here like I don't know like when I go like hey you guys you know we need to and you're like point of personal privilege like <laughs> dude shut up hey, sit the fuck point down point of personal privilege please don't say dude because it offends me <laughs> i don't identify as that gender uh stereotype or dude. conformity dude calm the fuck down you're okay? triggering me right now good i'm triggered good <laughs> good i was trying comrade, to trigger you comrade please don't address me in that per- way put a personal privilege do please do not refer to me as a comrade okay that makes me feel like we are part of the third reich okay and i don't i don't like that all right i'm not about it point okay? of personal privilege I, the, the the mere idea of the holocaust being mentioned in this room right now is just so <laughs> offensive that i can't believe you would think to do that also <laughs> Please address me as Zim or Zer. Zim or Zer? Yes, please. <laughs> he said. He said it fast. Just depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm Zim. Sometimes I'm Zer. He, he said he him. 
<laughs> I know. Because, well, everybody in this video, if the, the clip continues and everybody who does the point of personal privilege thing starts off, or at least when they first talk, they address who they are. They're like, such and such the, from. I need the actual video. I've got like a Fox News like cover of it, but I need like the actual. There's there's too many articles written about it. Cause it <clears throat> I mean, when it happened, it was like everybody pointed and laughed, which I mean, obviously we're going to do a little bit too. But I, I was curious to see if there was like some sort of positive spin we could put on this. Where it's like, maybe they're trying to push the world in the right direction, but they've gone obviously way too far. Because, like, th this is clearly laughable. I do want to make jokes about this. I'm not saying that it it's not laughable. I'm just saying that, like, I, I it's not the it's, worst thing they could be trying to do. I mean, this is true. Well, um, I don't know. It is kind of mind control, though, and I never enjoy mind control. Because you're just trying to... <laughs> you're... You're making it so difficult for me to even talk. Yeah. Like, why do I have to... I mean, we've talked about this before, of putting too much power into words, you know, and taking too much from what people say. Like, if you can't fucking handle it, then get the fuck out of the room, you know, at that point. Yeah. Where everybody's going to have their own ideas and their own opinions on things. Like, I don't like the word bitch. If you call me a bitch, that's fighting words. Yeah. Now, if you call me a cunt, I know that you're just you're just upset and you're mad at me, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to want to fight you over you calling me a cunt. I know. When you say that you don't like being called bitch, it's so tempting to call you a bitch right now. I mean, <laughs> see, like, me and you could do it. Like, that's cool, whatever, yeah. because, yeah. like, you know, we have that relationship or whatever. Yeah, but I just had to fight it while you were talking. But I if just you wanted to let you know. If, it's okay. <laughs> but if, like, if we get into, like, a heated situation, which... I don't think me and you have ever been in a heated situation. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but if I ever get into a heated situation with somebody and they're like, you're a bitch, I'm like, okay, well, you're trying to throw hands. Yeah. Like, basically, like, I'll, I'll show you that I'm not a bitch. Like, that's just how I was raised. That's just my opinion. But, like, I've talked to plenty of other people and they're like, oh, well, I don't mind being called a bitch. And I was like, okay, well, what about cunt? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you call me a cunt. Like, we're going to fight over that. I'm like, that's how I feel about bitch. Yeah. But how you feel about bitch is how I feel about cunt. And it's just a different combination of letters. <laughs> Everybody has their different opinions and their different feelings and perspectives on things. Yeah. So, like, you can't force somebody to not speak a certain way that they like to speak, you know? Even my my manager was like... Why do you curse so much? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. That's just how I fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, all right, whatever. But I, you can't. Not, my, my, my thing with this is like, I see what they're trying to do, and I see how they could think it's a good thing. But it's also like, ultimately, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and they're getting nothing done for one. So like if they just go back and forth the whole convention yelling at each other because they said the wrong thing, they're not passing legislation. Like this is democratic socialists. They're supposed to be part of the government and if that's how that shit's going to work, our government's going to shut the fuck down if we let these people run it because they'll they'll just bicker at each other the whole time. Yeah. And the other thing that bothers me a whole lot about this is that it's the same people who have been furious for decades about, like, labeling people and putting them into boxes. Just creating more and more labels and putting people into more and more boxes and then stacking these boxes on, like, the fucking stairs and putting some above others. It's separating and dividing people even more and causing more tension. See, that's where I feel about it, too. Hold on, let me... I got another video. Okay. 
Hold on. All right. Three, two, one. Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. I think um, this might be guys, it. Guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I he, him. just want to say, can we please <laughs> keep the chatter to it's a wild. minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is comrade. there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. He's so fucking worked up. Okay. Quick point of privilege once again. Quick point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. And that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety. Like... The be comradely doesn't so just the people just waving like, their hands. You know, civil or whatever. They're it's doing so that, that instead of clapping. People aren't going to get triggered and because clapping so is triggering. It doesn't affect their performance as a delegate. Okay, your need to express yourself is important, but your need to express yourself <laughs> should not trump or over. Like, I see that no one's clapping for me. It could be because I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this, and that's really important because those loud bursts of noise, even though oh this is a God. noisy space, when we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap, shoot up these. We have a lot of disabled comrades. He said, and, shoot up, I'm uh, triggered. A lot of those are invisible <laughs> disabilities. You don't know who it is uh, that is having a more difficult time navigating this space, and this space was not created with all of their needs in mind. So it's up to us to modify that space to make sure that uh, everybody is able to move in the ways that they need to move. Um, and, and additionally, with the, um, the noise issue, like avoid hissing, avoid waving banners, right? Um, because those, there's, there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm what sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate to yeah. each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. Sucks. There's a range of options <laughs> of these, right? Please don't go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? Because we don't want to put people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, there are um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here, Looks but like it's it. going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative effort to de-escalate each other so don't go in and there with de-escalate like a strong ourselves, scent. right? Take so don't fart. Breath. Don't do a natural thing that people do. And feel better before you say anything. Don't really talk to anybody who doesn't have a credential, especially if you claim These are to be politicians, from the press. Not have no idea counselors. who that person is. Please do not talk to anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the press without having uh, credentials. Um, don't talk to cops. Don't talk to MAGA assholes. The well, only point I agree there. with. Just uh, <laughs> this, but thank you. Um, we are going to be visited tomorrow um, by some MAGA protesters. Um, is there anybody here who's done abortion clinic escort work? By all means, don't talk to cops if there are cops there for any reason at all, right? Um, and if you do see someone talking to cops, uh, let the marshals know. Um, we, are, we are safe and we are strong because there's power in collective, uh, in collective work. Okay. Okay, let me let me let me go over a few things here. That's knuckin' futs, right? <laughs> I, this is where it gets too much for me, honestly. It, it's it's too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, oh, we have Absolutely quiet rooms, far. and 
you know, like, don't talk to anybody without their consent sort of shit. It's like, oh, so I can't go up to anybody and say hello because then they're going to fucking try and sue me for, like, trying to talk to them. And they're like, oh, you caused me harm by making me go into the sensory overload and all this other shit. Like, or I can't walk into a room because I have cologne on. I'm going to sensory overload these people. Like, I guess if you put a giant sign on the outside that's like, sensory overload people are in here, then cool. But, like, even when he was saying shit, people started, like, screaming. And he was like, oh, you guys were almost there. You know, you didn't put your hands up and wave. Like, dude, the fuck is going on here? Have you ever met anybody that doesn't like clapping? I can't say that I have had anybody that was specifically like, please don't clap around me. A fear of clapping. <laughs> Can't say that I have. My I... wife is over there about to clap her hands just to fuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> like, What about you, babe? Shake your head, yes or no. You ever met anybody that uh, doesn't like clapping or that like it would send them into like a, a panic attack if the, if you clapped in front of them? She's yeah, shaking her head yeah. now. So absolutely not. All right. I mean, if there, I'm sure there's at least one person in the world that has some weird, like, triggering thing where if they hear something loud that sounds like clapping that, or even just clapping, that it sends them off into a fit. And I, obviously, I don't want to make fun of that person, but just as far as like trying to change the world around such a, a minority of people affecting like the vast majority of people when you when you're trying to like create this padded room of reality that they're trying to create by doing this shit it's like you're you're actually inconveniencing more people than you're helping in a huge way it's like the dude with the sensory overload where he's like all the chatter and shit like that like i don't know how many other people that were in that room that might have the same thing as you but what if you're that one person out of the 100 150 plus people that are in that room that has that issue we don't have to accommodate to you yeah. because you're that one person that has that issue. Yeah, you might have to live a different life because of that, but I'm not going to not voice my opinion or not talk to the person next to me because it's going to affect you. Like, I don't give a shit, honestly. And this might be me being too much of an asshole no, 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 here. No. When you have a mental health problem, when there's something that you need to deal with in your life, you work on fixing it yourself or at least work on dealing with it in a way that's healthy. We already covered this. You don't expect the world to change around you. Like, if I went around expecting, like, everything to be fine. Dave and Chappelle not to make, you know, drug jokes. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I wanted a world where Chappelle couldn't tell that joke because I had an experience in my life that it offends me in some way, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's not how you should handle your personal problem. You don't take it out on the rest of society. You you learn and do some growing yourself. Like, I I I like I said, I get where like these people are coming from because they just want the world to be a better place for but, them, specifically. Yeah, yeah. For their own personal needs, they it's, want the whole world to change for their own personal needs. Yeah. And they do agree that everybody else, but, like, when? what about when it gets to a point where, like, your personal needs affect somebody else's, where I have a sensory overload if the room is too quiet? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. What if exactly. I can't deal with exactly. fucking no noise and I need there to be noise? So then what? I've what if I like, like clapping? What if I what if I have a sensory overload if you don't clap when I fucking talk? Yeah. Or when I, you know, have a big point, I think people should clap and then you don't clap and you go like this with your fucking hands above your head doing like the jazz hand shit and then I go into a fucking panic attack. Like then what? Are you going to accommodate me? But then that affects you. So like you see what I'm saying? Like there's too much. That's that's just too much. You can't fix the world so that it accommodates to every single person's problems. No. No. Yeah. Whew. Anyway, that that part on the end where he said um, abortion clinic escorts. Did you yeah. catch that? Yeah, I did. The, the skanks went off. Like, what the fuck is an abortion clinic es- escort? Like, they they took it as like. An abortion clinic prostitute. Oh, <laughs> see, I know what it is. Yeah, no, I know would, what it is too. People but... that would escort people into abortion clinics, yeah, like through the protesting groups and stuff like that, that yeah. would help them get into abortion clinics safely. You know. But you know them. <laughs> uh, I I need to go back and listen to it because I need to hear some of the jokes that they came up with. They rip on them pretty hard, and they play this whole other video of like this YouTube chick going off about similar stuff. And um, it was uh how you can't use the term guys in conversation anymore because it's gendered. And if if you walked into a group of all men and you said, "Hey, gals, how you doing?" they would flip out on you. Which she's not quite wrong on that point, but it's also it's the same thing of expecting the world to change around your problems. Okay, okay. I think we might have talked about this before, but um, I'm bringing it up again regardless. Um, talking about my wife being a server, but talking about like you're being a server and you walk up to a table that's like a family and it's a, a, a wife and a husband and they're two kids, right? So yeah. let's say you you and your wife are out to eat, and your server comes up and goes, "Hey guys, you know what are you guys gonna have to drink tonight? Are you gonna be offended by that? No, it's just a general term. No, you okay? I yeah. I, I didn't I didn't even catch that you said guys when you said it to me. It just felt supernatural, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it felt like a magic trick when you nope, did that. Just you're then. already <laughs> you are you have already lost your tip. Yeah, right there. So like, how do you address a table when you walk up to a table? You know, hello everybody. How are you doing tonight? What would you like to drink? Bam. And then immediately go to the woman. Yeah. Always go to the woman first. Oh, I mean, even when we go out to eat, like, I always let my wife order first. Yeah. That's just common courtesy to, I'm really to my wife. I'm really socially awkward when they, like, if they ever ask me <laughs> first, I always just look at my wife like, you go. Like, because oh, I'm always like. <laughs> or I will, I will, like, hand motion and yeah. be like. You know, to my wife, or mm-hmm. be like, "Go ahead, babe, you go first, like sort of thing. Because yeah. there's been times where they've looked at me first, and I'll just be like, "Go ahead, you, you know, you can go first. Always let my, always let my wife go first before ordering drinks or whatever. Like, always like just my. That's my own personal, you know, respect thing for her. But talking about like the in the sense of a uh, your tip, you know, and like this is how you make your money. Yeah, and the fact that you just walked up to the table and was like. Good evening, you guys. You know, what would you guys like to drink? And then you've already lost your tip mm-hmm. because you said guys. Yep. To a table. You did a no-no. Full of guys. Point of personal pr- privilege. <laughs> who are offended at the fact that you assumed their gender yeah. off of saying guys. <sighs> it's just, it's too much for me, man. I call my wife bro. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. When I'm fucking around with my wife, I, mm-hmm. I call her bro all the time. I'd be like, "Yo, dude." She's like, "What the fuck did you just say to me?" 
Uh, yeah, hey, it's babe. Not because I think she needs to have a dick in her pants. Uh, well, she needs to have my dick. In her pants. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's not because I'm gendering her. It's just it's a it's a colloquialism. It's a it's how you address. Them. Nope. Yeah, you're wrong. Somebody that you're comfortable with. You're you know? offending people right now. <laughs> okay. I and I get the point that like yeah maybe historically we've built our language around male dominant like structure and we built our society that way and i i can see that point that's actually fair it makes sense but taking it as far as like let's just burn it all down and start creating made up words and i i, I don't know it's, it's too all much. too far it's too much it's too much I, it's not a manhole anymore yeah and uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll always go back to that it's not example a anymore what and is I, it <sighs> What is it? A people hole? A person hole? No. 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 It's not a man hole anymore. Okay. It's a human hole? No, it's not a human hole either. Because now you're you're adding... Oh, uh, fuck. Human. Yeah. Well, first (laughs) of all, that. But now you're adding um, species specific to it. You can't do that. It's a a fucking life form hole? It's a maintenance hole. Hole. Maintenance. Oh, I gotta take all biology hole. out of it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a maintenance hole. Okay. That's so close to having the word man in it still. You you got a good point there. <laughs> I'm triggered by that. It's too much. <laughs> too close to man. See, the, 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 I, we, we can harp on this. We should go to part. California and argue that. See if we can get it changed again. <laughs> Just as a social experiment. Okay. All fuck, right, fuck it. I mean, trip to California. I've never been either. I love California. We should. I, we should definitely go yeah, out we'll there. Yeah, we'll eat a dick, man. We. I'll show you the cool skate spots. I know where they're at. I mean, but I'll show you the cool skate spots. It's called Instagram and Facebook and Google. Yeah, but like, I've been to them. I can like, all right, whatever. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin my point. No, I would love to take a like personal tour from you. That'd be cool as fuck. Oh no, it's okay. I'm and then not special. and then to hear the stories that come from us like going to these places yeah. and stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Actually, I would love to take a trip out to California with you sometime. Yeah, I'm I'm going back eventually. Oh yeah, we'll do it sometime. Well, I know that this episode will probably be put out after the fact, but uh, I'll be twenty four. After this episode comes out. Yeah, it's definitely going to be after the fact, but yeah. Yeah, so happy birthday to fucking me. <laughs> happy birthday, man. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> Early. Early. But also late because time is weird. Technically, when this episode comes out, it'll already have happened, and you guys will be, like, tugging on your penises like, what's his son, you know, to the episode. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> But tugging on your penises to a version of us that doesn't exist anymore is kind of kind of fucking kinky. So go ahead. And do I was that. gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I'm glad you went that way. I was afraid you were gonna like shame some people, and I was like, no, no, no. I think it's hot. Tug it to ghost us. That's cool. I think it's hot. <laughs> Get- I'm gonna tug it to the to the the thought of you guys tugging it to us. Yes. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go tug it. <laughs> We're gonna go tug it, guys. Yeah, but no, seriously, we gotta get out of here. Um, follow us on Facebook, Blue Skies from the Basement. Um, we have an email, Blue Skies Podcast at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Instagram at Blue Skies Pod. We have a Twitter now. Um, that's just Blue Skies Pod, right? Yep. Yep. Um, we have a personal voicemail line. 
Um, it is six one four six. You can do it. Six zero zero. Yeah. Two zero five six. Yeah. So six one four six hundred two zero five six. We haven't had anybody call in about their uh, crazy gas station story. So if you have a crazy gas station story, uh, please call in and tell us. Um, or if you have anything about any of the episodes that we've done that you've listened to and you have your own you know, personal view on it, but you don't want to send an email and you'd rather like call in and leave a voicemail, call the phone line. 614-600-2056. Um, we have... Uh, multiple donation buttons um if you follow us on our home base podbean uh there's a donate button on there uh we have it through paypal and then we also also we, we also have <laughs> a venmo and a cash i'm sean connery <laughs> <laughs> and you can donate to the to my podcast at the seanconnerycast.com <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he has a podcast. I bet you he does, bro. But no, fucking donate to the show or I'm going to hide garden gnomes around your house, which is from an early episode description. Did you hear the fucking last podcast on the left episode that they did on garden gnomes? Yes, I did. Creepy then, as fuck. Yeah, garden gnomes suck, guys. There's one that's on the way to the neighbor to the gas station, like oh, through the neighborhood shit, that we walked through. Yeah, and I've seen it and it creeped me out terrified now yeah. i looked for more in their yard just to see <laughs> just to see how creepy they were yeah so donate the show or you know creepy gnomes will infest your life <sighs> you don't want that man i'm telling you um yeah comment on instagram uh we're also on itunes you know rate and review that really helps us with the algorithm and helping us get up there and getting more known uh so more people can check us out if you like the podcast you know Go on there and rate and review it. It, it really helps us out a lot. Um, and also, like, seriously, just tell your friends about us. The The number one way that's going to help us get more out there is you, our fans that are out there that are listening to us, um, you telling other people about us and making sure, like, Grab your buddy by the collar, okay, and make them pull out their phone like you're a bully at high school, okay? Make them pull out their phone and look us up and subscribe to us and be like, listen to them, okay? <laughs> like, like a fucking Blue Skies like, Mafia. <laughs> like almost fight your friends, okay, over making sure that they listen to the podcast, all right? Like that's the that's sort of shit you got to do. We're not right? paying you to do this, and in fact, you're paying us. <laughs> you can do it though but i believe in you you are strong okay <laughs> just grab him by the collar you know just shove him up against a locker and look him straight in the eyes and be like this is one of the best fucking podcasts <laughs> i've ever listened to in my entire life and if you don't fucking pull your phone out and fucking subscribe right now i'm gonna make garden gnomes come after you <laughs> and they'll do it okay they will do it. Don't ask how. It'll just happen. It'll just happen. But, all right, you guys. Have a good rest of your day, night, morning, whatever the fuck you're listening to us. Uh, Carl, I love you, man. I'm sorry. You're the best. And, uh, Jesus, you're the best. Um, Wes, I love you, man. Love you too, man. Fucking proud of you. Thank you. You're the proud shit. Proud of you. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> you're the fucking shit. Love doing this shit with you. 
Uh, is there anybody else out there? I mean, Cody. Uh, Cody. Uh, Micah. Micah. Oh, man. I don't think he listens to us, honestly. I don't think he does. No, he's a jackass, yeah, but he's I love a piece Micah. <laughs> I still love him, too. I think we're going to get him on like sometime in October. Okay. We're going to get him to come down. Hell yeah. I think I, t- I, I talked to him and tried to get him to come on. So Micah's going to have some wild shit for us, oh, I'm sure. Micah is going to be a crazy episode, he's dude. He's a character. He's a straight-up <laughs> character. But we love you guys. Um, thanks for listening. This is Blue Skies from the Basement. Later. I'm going to go tug it. <laughs> Peace.